Welcome to the Faithful Podcast. I'm Keely Scott, and you're listening to the second part of the first conversation in our Coffee Date series, where we get to know the women involved in the Faithful Project. This first conversation is between myself and Savannah Locke. So if you didn't listen to the first one, you should probably start there. On this episode, we pick up with how the Faithful book was being developed at an important time in my own journey and how a quote written by Savannah hit me in a really profound way. Can't wait for you to listen. I don't know yes. if I've really told you like the, cause yeah, you mentioned we hadn't really done a faithful round at that point. And, and when, I, when he got sick, everything, obviously pandemic threw everything off, but I remember getting the book, like I had the transcript of the book that I was reading through mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. record was being recorded. And you obviously both wrote songs and the book, but I was in the hospital and I started reading the book and, and I've been in the music world for a long time and, and embarrassingly probably not the best at listening to projects I've worked on or being a fan of things, you know, like, cause you're so in work mode and it was like, I had slowed down. I'm reading this and, um, gosh, it ministered to me in so many ways. I'm like, wow, this project that's like been this, you know, this baby of mine that I've been building all this stuff. All of a sudden these words and these songs were like, it's what I need to hear. I mean, the song, the detour, mm-hmm. I can't even like speak about because that to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, it feels us, but there's a, the quote, I just want to talk to you a little bit about like, yeah, you're yeah. part of the book and Mary Magdalene and, uh, it's God's faithfulness in, um, oh, I'm blanking on what it, the title is. You're, that's so good of me. I think in letting go, right? In letting go. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the quote that I love. Um, mm-hmm. I remember reading this, uh, and we were pulling, oh, it was in the process where we were pulling out quotes. Susan and I were working on being like, Hey, what sticks out and all that. And probably just where I was at, but it was, it's a flow of letting go, then holding on, then letting go again, leaning on God's voice as your guide. And I remember reading that and even talking about that, like with grief, right? Like that is, that's that story of like letting go, like, what are you grieving? What are you disappointed in? And listening and that, that whole balance. So yeah, walk me through. Yeah. Even as you wrote that, like just your perspective, like I think for me, in my journey, and I know so many women, it's one of the things I've loved about this project is I'm in there a lot reading the comments about how I love a good story, but the best Mm -hmm. stories where God meets somebody in their story. And I feel Mm -hmm. like all the women that we studied in this project meet us all in different parts of our story, but they're also meeting Mm -hmm. you obviously in yours. So yeah, Mm kind of maybe, yeah, walk through like what it was like writing that chapter, thoughts, your perspective, all that. Yeah. That story of Mary Magdalene um, meeting Jesus after the resurrection Mm -hmm. is in John 20. Um, It is like, has been like an anchor story for me since I became like a Christian. Yeah. Uh, And I remember when I was in high school, my youth group was like, would you want to share your testimony? (laughs) I was like, sure. And they were like, yeah, just like find like a verse in the Bible. I don't even know. Like I was so young. But I was so drawn to the story mm. and I, I wasn't really aware of why, but yeah. then like, as I like kind of developed and grew, I feel like the story like grew with me and like it traveled with me. Yeah. And for me, that story was, of has a lot to do with Mary being met with a Jesus she wasn't expecting Yes, oh, and, I love that. and having a real grief. Yeah. of having to let go of what she thought was going to be mm-hmm. and accepting the goodness of what is. Yeah, yeah. And for Mary, like in that, I'm sure that she was not expecting, first of all, for Jesus to 
like resurrect in the way that he did. Obviously, right. she was coming probably to like put more like perfume on him or whatever yeah. to like help wrap his body. To mourn so that. there was like, I'm sure a shock factor. But when I put myself in this moment and who knows how long this moment lasted for, <laughs> but put myself in the moment where she was looking at this empty tomb and seeing the clothes there and that her mind instantly went to someone has taken mm-hmm. this thing that is so precious from me. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, this friend of hers, this rabbi, this God, someone took it from her. And I just, I relate to that so much. I don't know why that moment for me is so tense and beautiful where she's faced with so much loss and grief. And then for Jesus to come and her just not get it yet, because, you know, who knows why, but my, my interpretation is that she just didn't, she didn't, expect that she Mm -hmm. wasn't expecting him to be that way yep and then whenever he said her name like I think that's also so beautiful to me because there's a holding on there like there's so much letting go at the beginning of the story yeah and then there's a holding on when Jesus said Mary and then instantly something turned on for her and she was like oh my gosh this is the person this is the one that I've been with this whole time and then like you see this visual of Mary holding on to Jesus and like really grasping him and then for him to say no like don't hold on to me Mm -hmm. Go tell people. Go tell. About what I know. Seen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then there's another like grief of like letting go. Yeah. Where the, there's this flow in the life of faith to me that I've experienced of so much like there's this grief process where you have to let go of what you thought what was, mm-hmm. and then there's this new thing that's reborn, and then the minute you get comfortable with that, then you have to let it go again, yep. and then the process of rebirth continues. Yep. So for me, that's what that story has meant and has kind of carried me through a lot of cycles. Oh, I love it so much. I mean, that whole, yeah. And then teamed with that song and speaking the name, it's just like, it's just so beautiful. And you're so right. It's that ebb and flow that we find ourselves in with grief and expectations, right? Like how often in the simplest things is that, you know, managing our own expectations of what we think and the sadness that follows from that, whether it's in the most trivial thing or the biggest thing of sickness or death or anything that way. So yeah, that's so, so good. Um, yeah. Okay. I have another question for you. Uh, I have questions for you too, Keely. We haven't even gotten to my listed questions. Okay, fine. You go, you go first. I'll let you go. I feel like anytime (laughs) I like tell this, I'm like, I just talked the whole time. (laughs) You have questions for me? What? Okay, go shoot. Let me see. I have so many questions that I came in. Bring it. Okay, so I'm thinking about for you in your life, obviously there's mm-hmm. so much that's out of your control. Yeah. Right? Everything for is. For me, yep. I have experienced that like having different parts of my day have like routines mm-hmm. in them or rhythms has been very grounding and helpful for me yeah. to kind of like wake myself up to the presence of God. So a question that I had for you is what is a helpful part of your routine right now? Mm, that's a good one. Um, the helpful part of my routine is that I need a routine. <laughs> <laughs> It's summertime still, so I've got Ev at home. Uh, okay, so I'll tell you last, I would say um, when we do have more structure to our day, uh, yes. morning times, you know, like mm. there's, it's kind of twofold. Uh, normally I'm the one that gets up with Ev uh, just for whatever reason. It's like I hear her and I'm like, like awake. Yeah. Um, and it's just, there's like this sweet time. It's like, you know, she's reading a book. I'm reading. Um, and then it's just that slowly waking up of the routine that just kind of yeah. feels like it like sets my day. Um, mm-hmm. and then, but when we're in a more routine thing, I, I try to like, just, yeah, I, it's the morning time for me. Just set aside a few by myself times. 
um, around that. Um, I remember early on, I've never been good at this, especially was bad at it with uh, everything that happened. But our one of our therapists that was working with us was like, please just walk out the door and walk around the block. Like just mm-hmm. like the next time I see you, I need to know you walked around the block and did something for you. And I was like, nope, can't. Got a husband, got a child, got life, got a restaurant, got my job, got all this stuff. Like that's going to have to wait. And she was like, yeah, but all of that's going to fail if you don't just go walk around the block. So it really was baby steps for me. Like it was, it took a bit of relearning um, that uh, routine part. Um, The other thing is I I just read the book mainly just for my job, but at your best, have you read that? Um, No. Carrie Carrie Newhoff, Newhoff. Sorry, Carrie. Okay. I never know how to pronounce that. I don't either. I feel really bad. I bless him. He's amazing. He's amazing. (laughs) And it's all about like the zones that you operate in and all that. So I feel like, can you ask me this question again in a few months? There you go. That's the question. After, at your best. <laughs> After I've really started figuring out that, because it talks about like the routine and it talks about like, um, yeah, like where you operate best. And like, even for like a working mom and, and family, it's like, if I, if I do, you know, if I stack, da, 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 right. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm not at my best to love them well at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that break you need for yourself, that routine actually needs to happen midday instead of morning. Anyway, it's really challenged my thinking. Yeah. So that was a really horrible answer to say I'm working on it, but no, um, that's a real quiet. answer to yeah. say you're working on it. And yes, and I still mornings. walk out the door and walk around the block. That is my thing still where it's like, if I can feel it, I'm just like, I go, um, because I mean, gosh, early on, um, I mean, pre everything, it was a different story, but I would say currently it was really hard to do that. Like, yeah, of course that was hard. Just a yeah. block, yeah. a walk was hard, you know? And so, yeah. um, but it was, I'm so grateful that she pushed me to do that because it, it would, it was my routine. I need a walk around the block. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Yep. It's good. I have other questions. Do you okay. want them? Sure. <laughs> do you want them? Okay. This is not related to what we've been talking about, but unfortunately okay. we're close to running out of time. So I just okay. want to start shoot, shooting questions in your direction and you tell me okay. the answers. Cause I'm very curious. What were you like 10 years ago? And how are you different now? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, 10 years ago, I would have just come off of, so I work for, even though Faithful is kind of like my, my baby as a project, mm-hmm. I work for Compassion mm-hmm. International and have for a very long time in different mm-hmm. capacities. So 10 years ago, I would have just been transitioning from their, being their photographer and traveling all the time into artist relations. Um, and my husband was transitioning from traveling all the time doing music and being home. So I feel like 10 years ago was the start of the Keely and Gabe that most people know, uh, today. Uh, so it was adventure and chaos and fun and beautiful and exhilarating. It was like all of my like Enneagram seven self was just constant change. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of the start of like, yeah, who I am now. So it, it really is a marker. Like I, I say that often. So, um, 10 years ago, literally. how old were you? I would have been 30. Yeah. Third, 29 or 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. is, that's a big era yeah. for sure. So how would you say you're different now from 10 years ago? Oh, I mean, I think that's a hard one because I'm such a different person after what we've gone through. So I'll just go yeah. with that instead to be fair in the answer. But um, I am stronger than I knew I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
and more compassionate. And I would have considered myself a pretty empathetic, compassionate person, but I have that. Um, I've done more self work in the midst of helping my family than Mm -hmm. I even knew I was capable of doing. Um, And yeah, I'm just, I feel like I'm a sponge wanting to learn more about, yeah, all of that. Like, I, I would probably say that I'm, I would have thought I would have been a really scared person through all of this. And don't get me wrong, I am scared. But it's when that kicks in, I, I, I guess I'm stronger than I realized that I was. So Yeah. 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 I love that mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Yeah. We think, I think we think, it reminds me of um, the Lord's Prayer. They give us this mm-hmm. day our daily bread, right? Yep. And I, that concept of like each day or mm-hmm. even Jesus's words that each day will be met with its own trouble. Yep. So like, don't worry about these certain days. Like this sense of presentness that is promoted, especially in like the Gospels in the New Testament, yep. of like a recognition of like, hey, like if this thing happens tomorrow, it will happen tomorrow and you'll have what you need tomorrow to face that. But today, you just need to focus on today. Oh, so good. I mean, so often, Savannah, in the last few years and um, again, how I've grown, like the Lord's Prayer and the Serenity Prayer, were, when I could not pray, those were the prayers I prayed. You know, because it's so true. Back to what I said that I learned every day from my husband. Like you focus on the day, you know, one day at a time. And it is a gift. And how we do that is just, yeah, it's amazing. Um, Okay. Beautiful. I'm switching gears on you. Um, I have a funny question for you. Well, I really don't know how to phrase this question, but I'm thinking you're going to read my mind and know. One of the things I love about you, Savannah, is your, um, your, cultural, I'm trying to think how to say it, wittiness <laughs> with pop culture. So like, I feel like there's times where like, we could be having like this deep conversation and you're like, yes, it's like that episode in Ted Lasso, you know, it's like, <laughs> whatever. It's like, you have this ability. And so I just am like to see analogies. Maybe that's it. I feel like you have this gifting of an ability to see fun analogies. So I don't even know what the question is other than maybe that's just more of an observation. Keely, <laughs> like, what are you Keely. <laughs> this is like my... This is the biggest celebration I could encounter. I will say yesterday, I was in a co-write with Sarah Kroger, who is also part of the Faithful Project. And she was explaining like just about experiencing God kind of in different ways than she has in the past. Mm -hmm. And I instantly thought of this scene from Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Love. I mean, we've talked about Gilmore Girls so many times, but yes. Yes. I mean, she's, I literally love Gilmore Girls. But do you remember when Lorelai was dating Max Medina, who was one of Rory's teachers? The teacher, yep. In the first season. Who I remember. (laughs) Okay, go. Sorry. Amateur hour. (laughs) Yes. So basically the story is, is that Lorelai is the mom, Rory is the daughter, and then Lorelai starts dating one of Rory's teachers, Max Medina. So this was really awkward for Rory because Rory had only ever known Mr. Medina in a context of like teaching and in school. And then he shows up at their house one day and she has to kind of relearn him outside of that context. Right. And I was telling Sarah, I was like, this is what a lot of people have been experiencing. I think around and after the pandemic is kind of experiencing God outside of these routines and rhythms that they had had. And what Mr. Medina and Rory ended up doing was giving each other new names and that's how they kind of separated it. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, Sarah, this is what's happening. And she was like, how did you think of Gilmore Girls? <laughs> I'm telling you, Savannah, it's a gifting that you have. Like, it really is. Like, there's just times where you'll say something and I'm like, yeah. 
Oh my God. Yeah, it's so true. That's like, you'll never look at Mr. Medina the same. (laughs) He is now the God character in this parable that I'm telling. (laughs) No, but I love that. Yes. And I'm all about pop culture. Maybe I I should do something called pop culture parables. You should. Oh, I think we just came up with like a whole new series. Can it be on the Faithful Podcast? <laughs> Could it be on the Faithful Podcast? Exactly. We'll do Ted Lasso. We'll so do Gilmore Girls. We'll do yeah, all of it. It's so good. No, it is. It's, but to me, all joking aside, it is what makes you like such a gifted teacher. Like I know you, you, you dance in that world of both songwriter and author. Right. And then you've got the like a whole social presence and what you do and you gather people and and we didn't even get into that because we had we were talking about myself, but like I think it is so part of your gifting of how you do that because you make you make uh the words so relatable in the everyday, you know? And I just think it's so you're so good at doing that and you do it with joy and laughter and yeah, like the whole story part. I just love it so much. So thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. that's so kind. And I will never forget that when we bonded over Ted Lasso because my favorite character on Ted Lasso is Keely. That's right. And they say it so funny. (laughs) Yeah. And that is how we will end with Keely. (laughs) Keely. Keely and Savannah. So good. Gosh, I love talking to you so much. I know. It was so great to be with you today. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Kiss me.